<laughs> when I was a kid, I realized that I was a lot deeper in my thoughts than a lot of kids around me. Didn't necessarily mean I was smarter. I just thought about a lot of stuff. Uh, what happened when I got older is that somebody gave me a cell phone and let me know that I can actually record those thoughts. So that's pretty much all this is. Whether it's talking about happiness or love or, or finances or politics or different aspects of religion. I'm here to bring you all the thoughts that were in my head as a kid and never really left as an adult. If I can say adult. Guys, this is Faith to Talk. Let's get into it. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing today? Um, it is October 3rd. Um, yeah, and uh, I got a new segment for you guys, so I, I appreciate your patience. It's been some time trying to get things together, but uh, I got the first episode of Voices of the Community, finally, and um, I've been talking with a lot of good people. We've, had a lot, we've been having... Won't take this all we got. Uh, we've been having a lot of great conversations with, uh, you know, me and other other individuals. And so I finally convinced one to come and talk with me today. So um, and I actually have referenced her in a couple of other episodes that she clearly didn't listen to because she doesn't know that yet. But um, uh, yeah, I work with her. We've had a lot. Of, we only talk about deep stuff. Um, her name is Stephanie uh, Carterelli. And uh, I didn't say that as a question. I just wanted to know that I pronounced it right. I knew it. You but, uh, totally did. <laughs> she's been, um, gosh, all over the world, Europe, um, India, and Koreatown. <laughs> like, where have you been? <laughs> all over Asia. All over mainly, Asia. But, yeah. So, she has a depth of knowledge and uh, an insight, and <laughs> she doesn't like that comment, but... Um, She's very insightful and just, you know, she's picked up things that she probably doesn't realize yet. But we always talk about really deep stuff and it's really fun and entertaining. And so, um, yeah, she's going to be joining me today. We're going to be talking about happiness. Stephanie, thank you so much for finally giving me the time of day. <laughs> Heck yeah. Thanks for having me, Brian. Absolutely. Um, so, guys, we were talking today about um, the concept of happiness. And uh, I'm going to try. It's probably not going to work, but I'm going to try to relate the topic of happiness to love. Um, quick disclaimer. We are doing this outside. We're a couple of porch monkeys. And so, and so, oh <laughs> sorry, scrap that. We're not. We're not. We're not porch monkeys. We're Americans. Um, we're sitting on a porch and uh, and we're on the street because I like that raw vibe, you know, just outdoorsiness. And um, so you might hear other voices and cars and birds and freaking crows, which are crazy out here. They are. They talk um, to you. Sometimes. They talk. Yeah. <laughs> They might chime in. <laughs> Seriously, we, we're interviewing everybody today. <laughs> yes, all are welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've been talking about happiness and, and what that looks like. And um, I'm not going to ask you this, but please tell me if you remember what the question was that you asked me today. Um, was it pertaining to happiness and joy? Mm -hmm. Are they two different things? Yes. Was that the one? Okay. Yes. So we were talking about if happiness and joy are different. And I think we both understood that they were. But um, with that just came like a depth of other uh other thoughts and and things and so um my thought was just essentially that um i was very negative probably in my viewpoint no, because <laughs> not at all You're i uh being real yeah it, it, in real meaning i i don't i don't connect to the the concept of happiness as much as i should right now only because i think that it's so fleeting and um and she kind of helped change my views a little bit but uh yeah, it's, it's it, happiness has always been attached to something, you know, and, and joy hasn't been. And so in my, in my experience, um, anytime somebody says I'm happy, it only means they're happy because something just happened, right? And so the minute that thing goes away, um, you know, the happiness goes with it. And so 
for that reason, I'm just like, well, what really is happiness? I'm not happy, and you know, um, oh, you asked me if I'm happy. Oh yes, yeah. that's how it all began. Asked me right. if I'm happy, okay. and I depressingly said no. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, what did, what were your thoughts on that? On your response? Yes. Um, it didn't really strike me as anything to be concerned about because mm-hmm. it wasn't. It didn't come off as you were depressed. Maybe the. <laughs> I'm not depressed, by the way, guys. <laughs> um, I didn't really think about it. It, it basically mm-hmm. just led into further questions mm-hmm. um, to talk about. For sure. Cool. The so idea then, of happiness, I guess. Absolutely. What do you then think um, about happiness? I And I actually don't know if I actually asked you outright. It's good that I didn't. But um, So what do you think about like happiness and, and how the pursuit of happiness looks? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> that is a deep one. Yeah. Um, the pursuit of happiness. So, mm-hmm. And I think it is just that. I think it is mm-hmm. a constant um, striving to achieve something. I think when, as individuals, we look at our lives and we think, I'm not satisfied. And because I'm not satisfied with where I'm at or what I'm doing or what my circumstances are, I'm therefore not happy. Yeah. Um, which... In, in a sense, is a pursuit. So um, where I'm going with that, I don't know. But I think the pursuit of happiness is something we are always striving to achieve. I don't think you ever reach it and then you're just all of a sudden happy. I think it's like a continual cycle. Like you have to continuously Mm -hmm. work on it. It's like a muscle. You have to keep strengthening it. Muscle, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So then do you think pursuing happiness is, is vain? Um, it really depends on your definition of happiness, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think happiness means something different to everyone. Um, it could be vain, yes, um, mm-hmm. if you're only focused on yourself. If happiness only, like if you look at happiness and it only looks like you and what makes you happy, I mm-hmm. guess. I shouldn't be using happy in the <laughs> definition of happy. Um, but yeah, I think I have to think on that a little more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna ask you a deeper question, and I'm not going to do it now because uh, I want there to be a little bit more conversation before that, and this will probably help you. The conversation will probably help you answer this question. But um, in terms of... Uh, in terms of joy and happiness, we know that they're different, mm-hmm. right? Um, is there any point in time that they can be used interchangeably? Mm-hmm. And that's something that you don't have to answer yet, um, okay. because I think the implications of the question are a little bit deeper than I than I, I think I realize right now. But um, mm-hmm. and um, so my my purpose for asking is because I agree with you 100%. I think that, and at, well, I, I actually I would be more decisive in saying I think that the pursuit of happiness in itself is kind of vain Mm -hmm. um only because of the way that society is geared today Mm -hmm. and um i I don't think that society is doing a good job of explaining the difference between joy and happiness and and so i think that school like look at the school system now and um what are we preparing kids for you know it's just to continue working and continue chasing something and Mm -hmm. and and getting these credentials to achieve something else uh, and rarely in school have I ever heard, you know, what my life should look like in terms of helping other people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
And so I don't think that kids in society today are being uh, positioned to to chase joy, you know, because joy, once you have it, you don't have to continue looking for it. Um, it's more, uh, would you say it's more emotional? Uh, sorry, not emotional. Um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but... Spiritual? Yes, yeah. It's longer lasting. I think the source is mm-hmm. from something other than ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think happiness is something as people we just is a feeling an emotion mm-hmm. maybe um, but joy I think is from something deeper rooted that we could never attain on our own I think it mm-hmm. comes from fueling ourselves with the right things like, sorry I just, I, just, I just saw some guy dancing in the oh. car and I just, <laughs> I just was trying to keep a straight face looking at her and then like I saw this guy doing something with his shoulders and <laughs> threw so me off. Really happy, right? <laughs> we are very happy. <laughs> Dancing car guys make me very happy. That was weird. I admit, <laughs> <laughs> they don't make me happy. <laughs> it brings me joy. joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Sorry, you were saying. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Um, yeah, I, I just relate joy to something something more than ourselves. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it comes from. Would you say that, because um, so I think that you were going to start hinting at the concept of God mm-hmm. and uh, what he wants with our happiness. Would you say that God is concerned with our happiness? I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he wants us to be unhappy and depressed and be walking around like moping with our heads, you know, hanging low and mm-hmm. whatever. But I do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Is, it I, the, <laughs> is it the headphones like shaking one up? No. no. <laughs> but I do think that um, he's not he's not here to make us comfortable, and mm-hmm. I think sometimes people relate happiness to comfort. Yeah. When we feel wow. comfortable, um, mm-hmm. we're happy. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. When everything is perfect, when everything is right, when everything's in place, you know, yeah, we can then be happy. But I don't think that's why God has us here. Right. That's that is dangerous waters to tread in um because it's true and that's that's what sucks about the like truth is that it makes people so uncomfortable and no one would ever admit that but yeah i i heard uh the minister titra but i mentioned his name earlier um but he had this segment and he was talking about uh there's this guy another pastor that you don't need to know but his name was ricky dillard and he he had a, a charity benefit concert for um his stuff he he's like this rich super rich pastor that had like this mega church in some like North Carolina or something. Um, and he brought out a bunch of different people to, uh, different performers, uh, you know, up in the, the celebrity world, um, that were Christians to come and put on this benefit concert to help him restore his stuff. And Ty Tribbett has always been a very, um, uh, what is the word? Uh, extreme, extreme minister. Right. And so, um, he always spoke out against homosexuality. He always spoke out against, um, you know, like shacking up together, you know, couples and, and claiming to be one way and living your life another way. Um, some of it was uncalled for. Some of it was definitely true. All of it was true, but just the way that you do it was. Anyways, um, so around that time, though, uh, he went up to to preach. And um, sorry, he wasn't going to preach. The purpose of him being up there wasn't to preach. It was to sing a song with his with his choir. Um, but he said that when he, he went up there, he said that while he was sitting down preparing what he was going to say beforehand, his heart started turning and God started speaking to him and he told him to write down 
sorry. I just got an uncomfortable side <laughs> eye from a cop, and I got really scared. <laughs> 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 he was he was not blinking. He wasn't turning his head. He was just driving, staring right at yeah. Like he didn't care about any other trucks or anything. Like he's on a mission. He's now probably going to turn around. I should. Are you happy, police officer? Why am I being arrested? <laughs> what, what did I do? <laughs> um, right. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so, he, you know, his heart, he said that his stomach was turning and his heart was beating really fast because God was telling him um, that he won't restore uh, anything that's out of order. Um, and so uh, in that, Ricky Dillard, this minister, was, was really concerned about getting his stuff back. And in this sermon, Ty Tribbett said, listen, um, I'm not going to say that, you know, this isn't a beneficial movement because it is, you know, like we work, you know, we sympathize and empathize with Ricky Dillard and him having his house, you know, burned down and all of his stuff lost. But he was like, at the end of the day, guys, it's just stuff. And he was like, God is not concerned or he said, God is not overly concerned with our happiness and with the stuff because he's like, it's just stuff. And that stuff's going to fade away anyways, you know. And so he said that, you know, what he's more concerned about is our heart condition. And and are we in a position to bless others and, and, and receive from, from God, you know, like his voice and uh, his direction and his guidance. And, um, and so he basically called this man out. Well, God did. He just used Ty to do it. Um, but that that phrase never left me. God is not overly concerned with our happiness because like you said, which I love that you said that, um, he's not here to make us happy. Like he's, he, he often, he often wants us uncomfortable, you know, he, he, does. he wants us uncomfortable so that we can grow. Exactly. Um, are you comfortable? Do you have any sort of stories for like lessons or anything that you've learned as it pertains to like discomfort and yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I would say my biggest growing pains happen during my most uncomfortable times. Mm -hmm. um, and just talking to my dad, he's a very insightful man who's been through a lot. Shout out um, to our dad. <laughs> <laughs> he always says to me, you know, life is basically a test. Like, we mm -hmm. are just here. This is all preparation for the next phase. Um, and by next phase, I mean, you know, eternal life, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess just like hearing his take on it, you know, helps me put things into perspective. Like, I don't think we're ever, I don't think we're ever going to reach comfort. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, uh, share like an experience or a lesson that you've learned through uh, being in a state of discomfort. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't think of anything specific off the top of my head. Um, I probably could, but mm -hmm. I mean, just... If it's too deep, then yeah, yeah. we don't want to... <laughs> oh, I don't want to get into any of that. Um, I do, but okay. the listeners don't need to hear that yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All five of them. <laughs> there might be ten. There might be know. ten. It will eventually be ten. It just takes a couple weeks. But yeah, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, I mean... I think it's your most uncomfortable times where mm -hmm. you see your biggest opportunities for growth. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Um, because you're, I mean, if you actually reflect on your situation and realize, wow, I am really uncomfortable right now, or I'm really dissatisfied with my situation, you're forced to grow. Like you have no choice. Like if you either stay in that position 
mm-hmm. or you find that you want to get out of it. So you, you're mm-hmm. forced to grow. You have no choice. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, that was probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned moving to Alaska even, but I think that I've been there for quite a while in the, in the, just the area of growth. And, um, you've probably heard this before, uh, that saying of, of, uh, gold and how, um, gold is refined through, uh, intense heat and immense pressure. And, um, before gold is ever in that perfect refined state, it's like in this formless liquid shape and it has to be pushed and molded and pressed and, you know, and torn and, you know, um, and then burned for a very long time. Um, but the finished product is something perfect and, and priceless. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect and priceless, but it's, you know, we often go through that. Um, and Look at the, uh, ah, man, I, I don't think it's the Lord's Prayer, but yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, yeah. because things generally form in in the depths, you know, yeah. not on top of the mountains, but right. in the bottom, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and that's generally where Jesus wants us, you know, to grow and to shape uh, ourselves um, for the purpose of being useful for somebody else. Um, so I'm... I'm now looking at happiness through a different lens, and uh, but what is so we understand what the process, I guess to a small degree, what the process of getting happiness looks like. Um, but do you know what it takes to to find joy? Is joy something that can only be found one way? Hmm. I would hate to say yes, mm-hmm. if that's not right, because I really don't know. <laughs> um, but I do believe that joy is something that comes from God. Like I think mm-hmm. fueling yourself up with him every day, just spending time with him and building a relationship with him, you in turn receive his love, his joy, and then you exhibit that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's something you can force or fake or just purchase or, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that it could come from anywhere else. Yeah. And that could be very wrong. I have mm-hmm. no idea. No, um, I would agree with you. Um, how would you then, let's say there's a young lady that you've been mentoring, um, which, by the way, I totally see you as a mentor for young ladies. Like, <laughs> um, don't know why I've never told you that before, but I think that would be like an amazing role for you. Like, you have just such this nurturing vibe. And so, um, and this isn't like radio stuff. Like, I'm talking to you, honestly, like generally. Like, I'm, I really think that would be amazing. Um, yeah, big brother, big sisters, yeah. like right down the street. And um, right. anyways, um, I might edit that out. I might not. But <laughs> um, what I should? <laughs> I was a big um, sister once. Were you? Yeah. See, yeah. look, how do I Back fucking know college. this stuff? <laughs> um, where was I going? Talking about joy, right? So, joy, yeah. Um, what are? Let me ask you what your thoughts mm-hmm. are on joy. Do you think that? there's only one source of it or do you feel that it can come from other places Mm. and if so where where do you see those sources being i try to give uh i I try to consider everyone in this answer um i don't want the truth to make people who don't believe what i believe feel um disqualified from the ability of getting joy yeah um I do think you can experience 
Okay, I think there's a I think there's an in between. I think okay. there's happiness. I think there's a more consistent form of happiness. Yeah. And then there's true joy. Mm-hmm. I think that that true picture of joy can only be found in the person of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there is something like joy, um, and I don't know what to call it, so I'm not going to give it a name. I, but I do think there's something like joy that you can tap into um, through healthy activities. So. Um, I have a friend that just said that she needed uh, like a soul rest day. And um, on the off chance that you're listening to this high, but um, I'm not going to say her name because it's not really important right now. Not that you're not important, just the name isn't. Anyways, um, she went up to uh, to hike um, on like Wickersham Dome or something like that. You saw that? Yeah. Um, and That's awesome. Uh, right? Yeah. And, I, and I started thinking about it and I'm like, man, people say that a lot, you know. And um, Courtney's told me that, you know, she uh, finds peace. I think you actually might have said the same thing, you know, through through being out in the nature, you know, just like connecting with God in a different way. Whereas I do it through um, read. Actually, I don't really do it through reading the Bible. But if I were to read the Bible, I'd find joy through that way. But a lot of people do it through being out in the wilderness, you know. So let's consider somebody that doesn't quite believe in God, but, you know, or maybe it just isn't there yet, but still wants to find joy. I think it's possible. Mm -hmm. For someone who doesn't believe in God to still know what joy feels like, mm-hmm. um, why? That's just because God is the sustainer of the universe, you know, yeah. and we are all the creation of Christ, whether we believe it or not. Right. And so, true. being out in the midst of nature, and I think connecting with the creation, mm-hmm. you're also connecting with the Creator, whether you're acknowledging it or not. And so, this feeling of joy and, and complete just peace and like. And, and the person that I mentioned is also like a believer. I'm not saying she's not. Um, no quick disclaimer. Um, man, this sun is like chasing me, and I'm trying not to get darker. Um, but uh, I'm fine. I probably need it. Um, and so, yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I think that you can you can not be uh, a Christian and still connect with the feeling of joy because I don't think God withholds joy. Um, from people who aren't believers, um, you know, and so, yes, in an, an extent, I think the difference though is that um, that that tapping into that joy, um, I don't think it will be consistent. Um, I think you can do it as long as you're doing that thing, but it's still kind of like happiness to where you have to keep doing it. Um, and also at that point, I would argue that that person probably doesn't joy isn't on their radar. Yeah. Um, does that it, make sense? It it totally does. Um, so in a situation like that, is that would that be classified then as joy? And the mm-hmm. only reason I ask that is because is that maybe more just like your adrenaline's going and you're feeling good, like you're out here with nature and it's just mm-hmm. like, wow, I just feel really good right now. I'm at mm-hmm. peace. My soul is at rest. Like I'm just, I'm happy, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm content. Um, but then it's like, okay, so maybe joy, is that a state of being? It is happiness a feeling? Could that differentiate the two? And if it is a state of being, is that a consistent thing or can it change? Like, can you move from, well, yeah, I guess you can, from joy mm-hmm. to sorrow to grief. Like, I don't yeah. Know. The so, reason, oh, it's a puppy. Sorry. Oh, it totally <laughs> is. Happiness. So exactly. Right there. Dogs know joy. They do. They only know joy. Oh, my God. We should interview a dog. We should. Hey, dog, what do you feel about joins? Well, I can just tell. Um, God spelled backwards. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> See? That's why. 
mind was completely destroyed right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I truly think that wasn't an accident, though. He knew <laughs> he, he could have named doing. it Flarg, but he didn't. <laughs> Flargs are better than cats. Nope, dogs are better than cats. Flarg. Sorry, I'm that really was glad weird. He didn't name yeah, it that. exactly. I'm, but it would just be normal. That's all we know. Some people have asked why they're called dogs, so maybe somebody's like, why are they called flogs? Flogs? <laughs> Not flogs. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love my flogs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my flog is a Maltese. <laughs> Maltese flog. <laughs> this is always what happens. <laughs> we never stay on topic for too long. It's awesome. Um, I'm gonna submit that to Webster's Dictionary. Like, can we stop calling them dogs for just like a week? And yeah, just and call see them what dogs. Yeah. How confused everyone. We'd bring people a lot of happiness. Yeah. A lot of happiness. So, well, okay. So, counter question, um, and I'm gonna answer yours once you remind me what it was. Um, so, <laughs> let's let's consider the wor- uh, oh, not the worst, but the least of of these, and mm-hmm. consider someone who's homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, yes. Yep, yep. go ahead. Yep. Going. <laughs> um, I'm so glad that we just thought the same thing, and we yes. know we're thinking the same thing, and we didn't even say it. But uh, so can that person um, – all right, so that person's went on the street for a couple years, you know, and having never received anything, you know, no one's ever brought them a sandwich or, you know, brought them conversation or anything like that. Um, if, I, if I bring that person, you know, everything that they were thinking about that day, you know, I needed a coat and some socks and some pants. I brought all that stuff and some food. And I talked to them for three hours. Um, and in in me doing that, that's showing the love of Christ. So I have joy because I did something that God is commanding. Does that person have joy because they're receiving it? I believe so. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> um, I think it, because it, it would just catch them off guard. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like a natural thing to feel joy when somebody thinks about you in a caring manner. Like, mm-hmm. wow, someone cares about me. It, Mm-hmm. could be something as little as like I don't know what <laughs> that sandwich a trinket yeah a doodad <laughs> yes. love doodads so much joy they're so cool they need to have a doodad store really that's <laughs> we have stores for like groceries and stuff but not doodads <laughs> just to extend upon that question though mm-hmm. can can somebody who has been homeless, who from the outside, we look at that person and we think, wow, they have nothing. They don't have a house. They don't have a job. They must not have family because they're all alone. Mm-hmm. Um, they must be depressed and unhappy. And, or could that person be totally filled with the sensation of joy because they've realized, wow, I just, I don't need anything. I, I'm taken mm. care of. God has a really good relationship with God um, Mm -hmm. and God just somehow still takes care of him even though for example Robert yeah shout out to Robert yeah oh my gosh (laughs) filled with so much joy and it's like Mm -hmm. and I don't even know if he's homeless but yeah um, he's probably just really good at hanging out and not I don't (laughs) know there (laughs) could be more to it I don't know transients yeah (laughs) you just never know Um, but yeah I mean can you tell everyone about Robert really quick? I hope this isn't confident. No, it's not confidentiality. Yeah, he's not it? a. He's, or I mean, so he's he's a, a man that we believe might be homeless, but. Or was at some time has made something. reference to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, might now be living in a 
established place, but mm -hmm. we're not sure. Can you tell, uh, yeah, but why is he so significant? Okay, the very first time I met Robert, I was at a bus stop, sitting down, waiting for the bus to come. Um, he was sitting next to me, just, you know, started chatting. Um, the conversation really didn't go anywhere. It was just basically him telling me about where he's lived, how he got here, um, his situation, and that was really it. Um, ended up coming across him again a second time, again at a bus stop. Didn't recognize him as Robert, but I was on the other side, like probably maybe 20 feet away. I'm really bad at gauging distances, so it could have been further than that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's all good. Um, but something told me that I should go over to where this man is sitting and just, you know, be present. Mm -hmm. And that um, initiated conversation again. He remembered me, and then I was like, oh, yeah, like, I, I remember you too. And <laughs> so we started talking, and then um, he, he comes off as somebody who might be homeless. I mean, if you were to look at him... Um, and I hate to stereotype, like, you know, we, mm -hmm. we have this stereotype of what a homeless person looks like, <laughs> how they carry themselves, but yeah. but if you were to look at that stereotype, that is what Robert exhibits. Um, mm -hmm. In our culture. <laughs> yeah, in our culture. Um, but basically, we started having this conversation about God, and he was just, um, like, filling me with all this knowledge that he had, and, I mean, it was clearly not fake, because he was citing Bible verses that he had memorized, and just, hmm. we were talking about the church, and um, how we were just having church right there with each other, and we don't have to be in this, you know, big building to, That's you know, huge. accomplish, you know, what Jesus wants <clears throat> us to, um, and so, yeah, um, now every time I run into Robert, he's just so happy, <laughs> speaking of happiness, but he, Going back to the topic, I guess he is someone who just naturally portrays this this sensation of joy. Like, he mm -hmm. just is, he smiles, like, hi, how you doing? And from mm -hmm. our standpoint, we'd be like, wow, he, he <laughs> should probably, you know, do something different to mm -hmm. better his situation. And, but yeah. he's okay. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't know if I answered your question with you that. You did. But. You did. Um, and I'm glad, I'm so glad that this came up because I didn't even think about it. But um, Robert has completely shattered the concept of what joy means. And, mm -hmm. and you said it earlier. Um, I think that we would look at him and be like, no, that dude would never experience joy as yeah. long as he is where he is because of what we believe it should look like. It should look like, you know. And so, um, you know, we get caught up in happiness and joy. And, you know, we're like, well, man, we feel bad because that person's unhappy. And. Didn't he tell you something about his happiness or where he was? Or did he say anything about, like, him being comfortable because of where he's at or anything like that? Um, I don't remember the exact words, like, happy. Um, mm. But it was more just, like, oh, it was talking about putting on the armor of God every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How he wakes up, spends time with God, puts on the armor of God, and, mm -hmm. you know, is ready to face whatever comes his way. Yeah. And uh, he does it with, with joy. With joy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was very adamant about it. It's very, you know, like, this is a necessary thing for everybody who is a Christian to do, or else, you know, the devil will try to attack. And right. He's always on guard, you know. He's mm -hmm. always not on guard, but... I guess just aware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prepared, so. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. And I, I felt so. Um, Do you want me to move 
shall we switch Scoot. Uh, it's it's in a central location, so I like I'm cool holding this unless this is distracting you, in which Not case like all. I can totally <laughs> I just feel bad drop that it. You have to. No, it's fine. I'm black. I have to deal with this a lot. So. <laughs> I'm in the sun right now, and I'm trying like to not get 20 shades darker, which will definitely happen, or 50 shades grayer. <laughs> Sorry. That was stupid. That was, that was so stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was so um, I was super happy at hearing um, that he was uh, you know he was in this position where I would be wildly uncomfortable, and he was thriving out there um because sorry i saw like a bee behind you um oh it's not a bee it's just a thing yeah oh. he did touch on how his circumstance did not define him mm -hmm. and See? how he doesn't need these things that is so dope the mic just picked it up do you hear that the mic oh is my gosh it's oh! on you. why is that you jesus is there a lesson that you want me to learn through this Speak sorry guys it's very commonly known that i really hate bees like <laughs> With a fiery hot passion, I hate bees. You know, I hate when people say, "Oh, it's more afraid of you than you are of it." Like, why is it in my face then? Like, tell me that. Like, this bee is why not it afraid. It's a me? gangster. <laughs> I got stung in the eye too a few months ago. Oh, you know, that's neither here nor there. I was destroying a beehive with bear spray, so okay. I kind of so deserved it. <laughs> in my defense, experience. I was trying to protect people. It just <laughs> backfired. <Good> <laughs> Sorry, though. I'm sure they appreciated it. L they but did, and she said that she would buy me ice cream, and she didn't. Oh. oh. <laughs> I know. It'd hold her accountable. <laughs> uh, sorry, you were saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, just basically how his circumstances do not determine how mm -hmm. he feels every day and how he decides not, you know, still wakes up, goes mm -hmm. about his day regardless. And, um, yeah. yeah. What's the... Um, What's the downside of having, like, your joy stolen? So, let's say you don't have joy, but you have happiness. Like, what does that do for your life? Does can, it... Mm -hmm. Can anybody... Can joy be stolen from you, though? I think joy is something built within us that I don't think can be taken. Happiness, absolutely. Because I think happiness, as we've already mentioned, is dependent upon something outside of us. Mm -hmm. Whereas joy, I think, is a state of being built within that comes from a source that we can only obtain one way yeah not one way but yeah mm -hmm. so then joy is self-sustaining in a sense I think uh, so can you give it up then Man. if you can't lose it is it is, a, is there a way for you to not have joy anymore um, it's possible I guess mm -hmm. And then I guess that comes down to, is that a choice or, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know the answer to that. The reason I ask is, and it's, this isn't a Bible verse, it's just an old Negro spiritual, like, we always used to sing songs about don't let the devil steer your joy and, you know, stuff like that. And, um, yeah. and I just always, like, I never questioned it. I never sought God on this. I never, you know, sought counsel or, you know, the Bible verses or anything, but I just always thought because I heard that, that. Yeah, maybe the devil can steal your joy. Maybe he can. And, yeah. But I don't, I don't think it's as simple as him stealing your joy. I think it's you not putting boundaries in place mm -hmm. to have it taken in the first place. Exactly. Because we know the enemy can only do either what we allow or what God allows. You yeah. know, and so 
He's never had free reign in this world. Free reign. He's never had free reign in this world in yeah. any sector that God didn't allow him to have reign in. Yeah. Because, um, you know, he yeah. does move around in this world, and you know, but yeah. God is allowing it, which that's another story. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I wonder what, what that looks like for a person that thinks that they're functioning without joy. You know, um, they think that they're thriving without joy. So is joy necessary? I do. I think if you're going to see the fruit of what you're doing, I think joy mm-hmm. is necessary. Um, because the people that you're serving or the people that you're around, like, they can feel it. You know, it radiates mm-hmm. outward. Yeah. Um, I guess going back to can joy be stolen from you? Mm-hmm. If you don't, I think that's why it is so important to stay connected to, to God every day. Because... Mm-hmm that source is Jesus and if you start you know drifting or start choosing to do things that are outside of what he would want us to do mm-hmm. you know becoming disobedient rebelling and slowly fading whatever um, mm-hmm. yeah maybe in that case <laughs> sorry I just saw Kelly <laughs> maybe in that case yes joy then can be stolen because the right. devil is on the prowl and absolutely mm-hmm. maybe he is And steal your joy. Yeah. So, and right he'll it, he'll work through other means to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you sit on the other side, opposite, other side, you can block yourself from out of your face. She stole my seat. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Okay. I'm just joking. Um. Yeah, and so um. Oh, with, you okay. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'll not explain it. Um, ah, shoot, what was the last question? Um, so joy not being lost. It's, it's okay, I can edit this part out. Um, but uh, when, it, when it comes to joy being stolen um, or being given away, um, what would you... And, and this is something I tried to ask you earlier, and so I think I wanted to revisit that, um, if, if that's okay. It was about yeah. the whole, you know, like you uh, talking to someone, but... Um, so let's say that you had to um, give an explanation, you know, to someone who's struggling. Um, and I think that this would be most beneficial for uh, a kid that is, let's say a high school kid. You know, there's a lot of depression and, and pill popping and stuff like that being pushed. Um, and so I don't think that kids have a way to find either happiness or joy. Um, how, would you, how would you introduce this topic to someone that's struggling with, with their own, you know, joy and happiness and you know, where they are in life. As someone that we might have at the door. It's mm-hmm. a really good question. Um, and I don't know that I have the answer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think before even trying to introduce the ideas of happiness or joy to somebody who is struggling or who is in a, a bad place. Um, I think it would be first recognizing that they're there and then in turn being like a present force, listening to them, hearing them out to, mm-hmm. you know, try to understand why they're there. Yeah. Um, and then maybe it's not really a matter of like introducing happiness and joy, but basically just being there for somebody who, who is struggling to Mm -hmm. maybe help them find it. 
as opposed to, you know, telling them what it is or how they can achieve it, but just helping them being Mm -hmm. a source, a resource to help them Mm -hmm. overcome and find it eventually. Right. Um, So then it's not, mm, it's not a conversation to be had rather than a a journey to be walked out with with someone. It's definitely a journey to be walked out. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you could probably have the conversation, but that's not Mm going to solve the deep-rooted issue so yeah okay so then what if someone then so let, let's take it a little bit different then and say that someone's actually looking for you know help like I want to find joy you know I just don't know how or you know maybe I've tried this okay all right so and this is actually a conversation that I had so I want to know how you would respond a kid asked me a while ago this is in my youth group um, and I was just talking about we I think we were actually talking about joy like it wasn't about joy specifically but it was just that was kind of what we were mentioning um, but this kid was telling me, you know, that they were self-harming and, you know, something happened in the family. And, um, you know, so it's easier for me to do, you know, whatever it was they were doing at the time than to continue coming to youth group and, you know, continue uh, uh, meeting me, you know, irregularly throughout the week, um, irregularly throughout the week. Oh, God, sorry. Um, that was weird. Sorry. Um <laughs> So, you know, let's let's say that you were, you know, you're on the opposite end of that kid that's like, you know, well, I've, I've you know, you'll, I, the, the advice that I gave them was um, there is someone out there that loves you. And, you know, I was like, I'm not going to harp on this right now because, you know, that's probably the last thing you want to hear. But just understand that, you know, you're you're suffering right now in your mind because you think that you're alone. And I was like, you're not alone and you can still be happy. And. And that's why I asked you that question earlier, you know, do you think it's interchangeable? Because I meant to say joy and I said, I meant to say that you can be joyful and I didn't and I, but that's not neither here nor there. I just, you know, um, but so I told that kid, you know, you could still be happy and, you know, you can still experience the love of Christ, but you just have to, you know, you have to tap into it. Like it's, he's not going to pick it up for you. You know, you have to meet him halfway. Like some of this is on you because he wants to know that you want it, you know, um, he's not going to force his love on you but he will chase you with it you know um and let you know that hey listen nothing you can do can remove you from my joy my love um sorry that was a weird long backstory but um so let's say that that kid then responds to you you know well i've tried this and i've tried that you know but it hasn't worked you know i've tried reading my bible you know and it didn't work or i've tried going to church and it didn't work and i've tried you know talking to people and that doesn't help like what would you say to that kid I guess I would try to understand why he felt that it didn't help. Like, mm-hmm. what what was the process he was taking to, you know, like just reading your Bible without having a relationship with God is just like reading words For knowledge. on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more about building a relationship first. Um, does that come by reading your Bible? Maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's just like seeking him individually um, and then trying these other things to like build the relationship or maintain it or make it stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I would try to understand why he felt these things weren't working and then mm-hmm. ask him about his relationship with God because um, that's I mean, the source of it all. So yeah. if there isn't a relationship, he's not going to gain anything from all those other things. So right. And then I would try to understand what his relationship with God looked like. Can you mm-hmm. paint a picture for me or, you know, not actually paint a picture, but paint a picture <laughs> with words. Like, describe yeah, to me sure. what your relationship with God looks like. Unless they're good at arts and crafts, in which yeah, case, yeah, draw that picture. I'll have them paint <laughs> a picture. Um, 
and then if there's a way I guess that I can help in that relationship building mm-hmm. then I would <laughs> I don't know if that's the right answer because I've yeah. not been in that situation, but I, I feel like that's what I would do or yeah. say. I mean, you can never go wrong with a I would try to get understanding type answer. Like that's yeah. never, ever, ever going to be a bad thing or a wrong move. Um, yeah. And how long did he try? You know what I mean? It's not going to mm-hmm. happen overnight. Like you can't just right. do it once and wake up tomorrow and be like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm really happy and I'm filled with so much joy and God's my best friend. And, my goodness. You know. <laughs> you made me think of something. You want to know why I hated watching Tom and Jerry? No. Um, <laughs> and and uh, what was the other one with the uh, Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner? Yeah. Um, I hated those cartoons. I hated them because... I got so much anxiety from watching such a great idea, you know, um, form in the minds of, you know, Tom, Cat, and Wiley, Mr. Coyote, whatever their names are. But, um, like, they always had these really good, very, like, great ideas, and, uh, you know, and they would take a couple scenes to plan this idea out, and then, you know, they would finally, like, they'd have, like, blueprints, like, out on paper, like, building devices to, you know, catch or kill, actually, which was pretty dark, but whatever. Um, and it finally become, you know, it come time for them to unleash this plan and it wouldn't work, you know, and, and, and instead of trying it again or attacking it from a different angle, they'd give up. And I'd be like, what? Like, I was like, yo, that was the best idea ever. Like, are you telling me that, like, you can't catch up with this dude in, like, a self-propelled, like, rocket catapult thing? Like, and, and you know, and so I'd always watch this as a kid and just be like, and I, I think I asked my dad one day, I was like, dad, why won't they just do it again, you know? Um, and he was like, well, it didn't work, so... They're just giving up and going to, you know, something else. And, and that always stuck with me. Um, yeah. The fact that, you know, we always have great ideas sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. A good idea would be to find um, mentorship, you know, with somebody that has a little bit more experience than you or someone confide in or yeah. picking up the word of God and seeing what it has to say about your struggle, you know. Um, and, yeah, it's definitely like you said, it's not going to be something that works the very first time. Can it? Yeah, absolutely. Will it? Probably not. Yeah. You know, it's... It's not how things work. God is really a God of journey, not a God of instant coffee, you know. Um, I do believe he'll show you signs right mm -hmm. away in your very early stages of your walk with him. If you ask for a sign, like I remember when I first started my walk with him, like he showed me signs like immediately, like they were instant. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whoa, okay, so this is real. Yeah. So I do believe if you're bold enough to ask him, he Mm -hmm. will definitely, especially in the beginning. That's key. That's yeah. really good to note, and I'm, I'm glad you kind of slowed me down on that. Yes, God is definitely um, not going to leave you high and dry. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, I have so many analogies, but it's, <laughs> it's no, like, uh, what is a, not Tomb Raider, male Tomb Raider. Um, I am so sorry you had to Happiness. hear that. My goodness. That <laughs> <laughs> was way too much country music, um, unless you like country music, which you probably do. I don't know. Do you like country music? Do I? I do. Yeah, not I do too. Song, I love country. <laughs> not that song. Just <laughs> it was a little too. Uh, it was distorted. It was yeah, weird. It was um, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is forever going to be male Tomb Raider because <laughs> that's how I vision him as just a male Laura Croft. Um, anyways, there was <laughs> right like it's the same thing. No, they're not creative. No one even saw the, com- no. the similarities. It's the same thing. Um, but uh. Except he was running around with a little Asian boy, which nobody questioned. That was oh, kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Come on, dude. You're a grown man. Why do you have yeah. this little refugee kid? Just right. <laughs> not safe. 
<laughs> Someone should have asked more questions before that <laughs> signing that slip. Yeah. Um, so don't move. Oh, oh, you see? They're thugs. That's not even a bee, is it? So glad that didn't happen. <laughs> not in this culture that we have established right now. Like, bro, there's nothing over here for you. Um, so, just checking us out, little fella. <laughs> Seriously, you don't have a family to go to. Um, so in this, in the, there's uh, this one movie, and people probably know it. I don't know the movie because I never watched Indiana Jones. But um, there's this one scene where. Uh, it, you know, his, his journey was just a series of tests and, you know, can you do this or will you do this to get what you need? And, um, so there's one scene where he was, um, with, you know, little boy and, <laughs> and other people. And, uh, there was like this deep, long, <laughs> it's so weird, so bad. That's exactly how it happened though. He was on a very long, like four month journey with a little boy that was unaccounted for. No one knew where meet? he was. Do we know? I, on this I think he took him from his village. Oh, okay. I think he took nice. this boy from his village. Maybe he saved him from something. He saved him. Yeah, up. let's say that. All right. That would that make me feel fair. better. Yeah. He just took him from his family because <laughs> they couldn't deal with him. Aww. I'll show you love, buddy. <laughs> he was <laughs> grooming this kid. Like that. Oh my god, that's horrible. <laughs> he was grooming. That's no, what he was doing. That's awful. Unintentionally. So bad. Unintentionally. He was showing this kid love when he wasn't receiving it as a refugee, yeah. and he was providing things that he said that he wasn't receiving. And but how do we know? You know, yeah. the story never said it. But no. anywho, so don't watch that ever. Don't watch. Yeah, it has very dark connotations. Yeah. Um, like a lot of Disney movies, anyhow. So. All Disney movies. My goodness. Yeah. yeah right. Those are terrible. Mm -hmm. Um. Um. So, anyways, yeah, they were in this deep. Uh, they were in a cave, and uh, there was this, like, probably 60 to 70, like, foot long, probably longer, I don't know, it was a movie, but uh, it was a very long chasm, uh, very deep, you couldn't see to the bottom, you couldn't see the sides, it was just very long and across, and faintly, if you looked across, you could see, like, where you're supposed to walk across to, um, and so, they, you know, they were like, everyone was obviously like, what do we do, like, we can't see the bottom, we can't see, like, any of the sides, there's no walls, it's just this deep chasm, how are we going to get across? Um, and, you know, so they're sitting there figuring it out and everyone's panicking and some people speculated that maybe we should just jump, you know. Um, and this and this is what God does. Uh, so, um, sorry, this is what God does. I'll tell you what God does later. But um, uh, Indiana Jones reached down because they're in like a desert type of cavern place and he reached down, picked up some sand and threw it across and saw the sand scatter across what was glass, essentially. And so what they thought was a deep, like bottomless cavern, uh, chasm, sorry, was uh, just glass. And glass reflects the, the surface that it's above, you know. And so, um, and that's how God works with us. It's often he will tell us to go somewhere or do something or speak to some person. And, you know, we think that this is just this long, daunting task. And it's really like, no, buddy, there's something there. You know, he's telling us to take the first step. And we're like, God, I can't see the first step. It's like, that's not what I'm concerned with. Like, I know the steps there. You don't, but I do. Yeah. So just take the next step. You know, the Bible says the word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And so, um, but the funny thing is, they didn't know how far that glass reached. They can only see as far as the sand went, you know. And that's the same thing with the Bible. I think that it illuminates our path, but it doesn't illuminate the whole path. It illuminates the first couple steps, you know, and the rest of it is just a faith walk. Um, and that's not what we were talking about, but that was... 
Um, oh, that's it's what I was relevant. saying earlier. Yeah. It's relevant. Uh, I was saying that um, when I first got here, I was learning to have joy um, because of the situation that I was in, like deep, deep depression when I first got here, you know, um, because I wasn't talking to anyone and I, I didn't want to talk to anyone yeah. um, and I didn't want to go do anything. And I was working on homework one day and Kevin comes by and he's like, man, you should, you should get out and do something. Like, and he was saying that out of a place of concern, but all I heard is, dude, you're lazy. You're not doing anything, you know? And I was like, but I can't do anything. I don't know what to do. Like, you know, I'm so alone and, uh, you know, and it was getting really dark, but, um, that was God communicating through him. Like you, you should do something, you know, you should get out. And, um, but that's, that's how it is, is that, you know, there's often steps that we can take. We just don't know if that's the right step or how far that step should go. And so, um, yeah. But God taught me to have joy through that. And so um, I think that perfected joy looks like being in complete disarray and complete um, disorder and still being attached to the, the person of Jesus and saying, yeah. yeah. No, sorry. No, you're that fine, That is please. such a, like a profound point because that we didn't even touch on. Um, but it's almost like in order to experience joy, I think you have, have to have had experienced joy like the complete opposite which is grief or sorrow and i think unless you've experienced those things like Mm -hmm. the valley like you were talking about Mm -hmm. i don't know if you could ever experience extreme joy and i think you can even still have joy in the Mm -hmm. midst of sorrow because again god but um, (laughs) hashtag god (laughs) yeah i think you have yeah i think you have to experience the opposite but that's so good that's really good you have to have been through something to yeah. experience something else. Yeah. You don't know what loss is until yeah. you've never had you've had yeah. something and then lost it. Yeah, and so yeah. just being handed things, you've never experienced it. Yeah, that's right. that's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Um, so we've been at this for about fifty-four minutes now. Um, do you have anything else that you wanted to add or um, questions for <laughs> my brilliant mind? Since I'm so intelligent, mm. I'm joking. Not really. I guess um, just to leave it on like an ending note, um, Mm -hmm. what would be your personal advice to people struggling with either, you know, trying to find happiness or joy or just Mm -hmm. um, trying to understand the two? Um, Gosh. I would let them know uh, first, I think I would first debunk the, the myth of happiness and say that happiness can be achieved, but is it, is it worth it? Um, because happiness will just be a wave that you'll continuously try to ride and, and chase, and there is no such thing as a perfect wave in, in the surfing world. That's, that's what they say, at least, I don't know. I've never surfed. Um, I don't even like water, but uh, <laughs> I'm stroking. Um, but yeah, you know, I would debunk the myth that happiness is is uh, is permanent, um, you know, and I'd say, yeah, do you want to find happiness in certain things? Yeah, find happiness in your job, find happiness in your relationships, but don't let that be the end-all, be-all. I would say that then find a way to connect with joy in, in doing that. Um, if you're not a Christian, be open to the possibility that there's someone out there that created you and that loves you unconditionally. Um, you know, and if you are a follower of Christ, then understand that God wants us to have joy because the Bible says that he died for us to have life and to have it more abundantly. That means joy to me. You know, I think that means that God wants us to find joy um, because in joy we thrive, you know. Um, yeah. What is it? Seek so, him first and all else will be added. That unto you. Yeah. yeah. 
exactly. And so um, if we can if we can nail that down, you know, and if we can be satisfied in the person of Christ, I think that we won't ever desire meaningless things. You know, um, I was involved in a lot of dumb stuff and dark things and things that faded away and temporary pleasures because I wasn't satisfied in Christ. I didn't have my joy resting in Christ. <laughs> It happened again. <laughs> this girl was air drumming in the car, like headbanging. It was so awesome. Um, We've had but, so many examples of happiness. Yeah. Just in the last 50 crazy. Minutes, like, Look at God. Yeah. <laughs> um, super cool. Or maybe yeah. it's joy. These people are. Maybe really they're experiencing like, joy. Yeah. Air guitaring makes you. Hi, old lady. Um, makes you. <laughs> it's. I think it's really interesting to see a black guy with headphones on talking to someone to a microphone. Like that's probably the most exciting thing people have seen today because we're getting a ton of stares. Like you can't see it, but what's happening on this one? Exactly. Should I go over there and talk to them? Do they? Do yeah. they want to talk to me? Like <laughs> it would be fun to walk around and ask people their opinion on. That's what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. I thought that would be weird. I thought about no. it again. And I thought it'd be weird to put a microphone in homeless people's faces, but I want to do that. So. No, then it, then it's not weird, and we should do it. I think so. We should totally yeah. do it. Guys, I want to I want to shout out Stephanie real quick because um, I talked to plenty of people about faith to talk, and I've I postulated to you that's my word for today. It's postulate. Um, I postulated to to you guys before what uh, what I want faith to talk to be about, um, and legitimately one person one person which is sitting across from me suggested that we move downtown and we bring this faith to talk thing to people. You know, she didn't say faith to talk, but that's what I was hoping. Um, but, um, you know, she suggested that we go downtown and we start talking to people and, you know, we rub shoulders with the people that need it because they have lost their humanity. And more than just giving them, you know, things that they need because that's happiness, I think, I've asked you this question earlier, and I think that if we were giving them things that they need, that gives them happiness. But I think restoring their humanity gives them joy, you know, and treating them like people, you know, and talking to them and asking them questions and asking them how we can better serve them and, you know, tell me your story, you know, how'd you get out here, you know, what, what do you think that you would need from us to feel better about your life, or what would you need to, to, to climb, or to even want to climb, you know, um, and so that was all her idea, and I have been so grateful for that, like, that's crazy huge to me, like, I don't take that lightly, um, and out of everyone that had ideas, some people have even talked against it, you know, and, you know, maybe you should just try this, or maybe you should just try, you know, like, relying on someone else that's already doing this, you know, and not, not in encouraging us to get out and just love people, you know. Um, that was actually really uh, disappointing when I heard that. Someone told me to, I don't know if you know who I'm talking about, someone told me to, instead of getting out and doing it ourselves, try to find somebody that's already doing it and then just, you know, pair with them. And I'm like, bro, but there's no one out in the streets, you know. And so I think that it was huge that you suggested that. And I, I love you for that. That was crazy awesome. Um, shoot! Sorry, was that too deep? No. I like you a lot for that. No, I'm joking. Um, are these resources doing it from a faith-based perspective? Too? Like, no. Is it done in love, or is it? Are they doing it just because? You know what I mean. I think so it's I an think element it's, of love. Yeah, a different kind. Yeah, different kind of love. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I just I wanted to thank you for that. Like I, I never got a chance to tell you how much that meant to me. But like that sort of encouragement um, means a, a whole lot, and no one's done that yet. So. Um, thank you. Um, but, uh, yeah, guys, look out for us in 2012. 20, 2012? Sorry, that's already passed. 2020. 2021? 2021, we're going to be out in the streets in your community with Faith to Talk t-shirts, and everyone's going to be getting talked to and being pointed to resources. And Yeah. yeah. 
and maybe, maybe before then too. So maybe before stay then. Stay tuned. Are you gonna make me a T-shirt? Is that what you're totally. saying on radio yes. right now? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, maybe the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, Do right, you mind? I bet you the person driving that car was really short. Probably. <laughs> and probably bald. <laughs> so check. It's probably a Christian that just really likes cars. Um, I'm so judgmental. Anyways. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. Um, I was just thinking that. Oh my gosh, I was going to... Okay. Rim shot? Is that what it's called? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I never knew the name. Yeah, it's called a rim shot. There, okay. there you go. Or maybe it's not, and I'm just saying the wrong dirty word. But I think it's called a rim shot. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, the dirty one is something else. Okay, yeah. Okay. It is a rim shot. Yeah. The other one is. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I just put her on mute to say what the dirty word was. <laughs> you were so serious, too. I had, you had to know what it was, so to know that I wasn't saying it intentionally. Just <laughs> oh my goodness. I feel better now that I know. Yeah. So you'll never accidentally say that word in like a right. very fancy setting with like <laughs> white collared people. I'm like, <laughs> and I received a room the other day. I was like, no, <laughs> no, you did it. <laughs> I'm so glad you cleared that up. Oh my god. That would be awful. You yeah. just saved me from a lifetime of Yes. You're welcome. It's my public service. I'm going to start a nonprofit for like clearing up dirty words for people yeah. so they don't say it in the wrong setting. Perfect. I don't think they have one for that yet. So right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get funded by the federal government <laughs> saving people from awkward Ten situations. Cents. Good luck. That's all I get. Yeah, that's yeah. really all I need, really. Um, that's all they would give. If you're lucky. <laughs> if I'm right, even that. I probably owe money for the startup and cost like <laughs> be out like four five thousand dollars. Like, this is not worth it, guys. Um, <laughs> you can't. Okay. What? The book. Oh, I feel bad, I'm but. done. No, it's fine. It's not hot anymore. I okay. just need to get the sun off my skin. I know, but you also probably can't see. So. Do I need to? You look like a freaking angel. Did I tell you that you look like uh, <laughs> what is that lady from Touched by an Angel? Nah. Uh, that lady. Um, what is, was it? Tess? I have no idea. Or something. That was my mom's With the accent, movie. I'm an angel, Larry. And she would always say, like, I'm an angel. And then, like, her, like the dimly lit, like, bold would... But, so like, probably you... creepy. No, not bit. creepy. No, you don't look creepy. <laughs> she did. Yeah, she totally did. Because, like, there was, it was a budget movie. And it was yeah. a TV show. And so... Yeah. The the light was supposed to glow oh, and make it look yeah, angelic. Yeah, by an angel. What was mm -hmm. the movie, though? Was there a Touched by an Angel movie? Nope. It was... Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of Ghost, I think. Mm. Patrick Swayze? Yeah, that was my mom's favorite movie. But she always watched Touch by an Angel. It was either Ghost or Touch by an Angel. <laughs> I get those confused of. all the time. <laughs> okay. Anyways, sorry. Thank you so much, though, for talking with me. I appreciate it. Like, this was huge for me. Um, the support has been overwhelming, and I moved to tears, but I'm not going to cry because I'm, I'm a thug. Um, later. Later, yeah. Around. Like, yeah. after I hit end. But, uh, yeah, but thank you so much for, for this Stephanie who has toured the world and has seen and experienced a lot and has a depth of just insight onto things. And so I really appreciate you being on the show. So round of applause for... Oh, and round of applause I'm, for Brian for doing this I'm gonna get it's awesome. I'm going to get a round of applause button to push. Oh, yeah, because yeah, ours was one day. really weak. That was weak. I just yeah. Yeah, slow clapped it out. Yeah. <laughs> thank, I didn't thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so sarcastic. <laughs> Get out of so here. <laughs> waiting for me to right. leave. I'm still sitting here. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
But guys, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I hope that this has really touched someone, um, and I hope that this spurs conversation about what it means to have joy and to and to have peace, um, and and to be uncomfortable even, uh, you know, in the midst of a circumstance. Because we know that with joy and with being connected to the person of Jesus Christ, that we can have joy even in the midst of our weakest circumstances. And so my prayer and hope for you guys is that um, where you are right now, you feel encouraged to know that even if you're going through something troubling, that it's not the end for you. You didn't have to do that, sir. You didn't. You were at a stop sign. You could have just coasted. Um, but uh, yeah, I would hope, <laughs> I'm so distracted. I would hope that you would find joy and find um, and, and, and be open to receiving, receiving Jesus, you know, um, and understanding that he has joy for you in the midst of your troubling circumstance circumstance so i'm gonna change the change the world with our dictionary with with our words god i'm so hungry falling out right now <laughs> anyways guys thank you for tuning in i love you and there's nothing you can do about it peace out uh, and peace out <laughs>